0: Do not adjust your tracking. You are now listening to the VHS Saturday
1: podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of VHS Saturday, the show where we discuss the strange and unusual, odd and obscure VHS tapes that we obtain through thrift, gift, and grift. My name is Henry.
0: And I'm Allison. And
1: this week, we are looking at The Brotherhood 2. Yes. Oh, the Brotherhood 2 Young Warlocks. Yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so being our first episode in June, which is Pride Month, we thought we would highlight a film in our collection from a prominent LGBT filmmaker, the one and only David Dakota. This movie is special to me because it was actually the first, one of the first movies that I Obtained through thrift or VHS tapes, I should say, um, in my own personal collection. And uh, I watched it a few years ago, not knowing anything about David Dakota or VHS, really anything. I just thought the cover, I was like, this looks pretty bad. So The
1: cover looks like your typical early 2000s, late 90s horror movie where you get the logo at the top. You get a, a cast picture oh of like my side God. by side. Every movie and did that. A gradient down to something at the bottom. I want to say scream started it.
0: Yeah, and then like um I Know What You Did Last Summer did that.
1: Which is by like the same people as yeah. <laughs> Same yeah, same distributor, I guess. same writer.
0: But uh, then you even saw that with like the Halloween movies, like H2O and stuff around that time started doing 1998, that. 1998, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> It's just really funny and like every fucking... It, it really did
1: become like a trope of the uh, early 2000s, late 90s horror genre. Yeah,
0: it kind of dates it a little bit. <laughs> I guess maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, well, what right do we have to discuss LGBTQ issues at all? And I guess off the bat, we should explain that like me and Henry are both members of the LGBTQ community.
1: Yeah, we're, like we're a... Visually heterosexual couple, but <laughs> neither of us are straight.
0: Yeah, I'm so. bisexual. Henry's pansexual and uh, non-binary. So, um, it's important for us to discuss the representation in media and how it relates to us. I think as a B in LGBT, uh, I just I'm the plus very sign. <laughs> I'm very qualified to talk about B movies. <laughs> Not those B-movies. We have a copy of a Chinese B-movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, DVD. But (laughs) we found it at the thrift store. We were like, we have to. They had a
1: whole bunch of Chinese movies. I'm assuming they all came from the same person that donated them. But we're like, no, Chinese B-movie. You're coming with me. (laughs) Is it a bootleg? <laughs> is it authentic? I don't know. We it, haven't watched it When yet. it's from China, it's such a toss-up. I have some Chinese bootlegs that look very legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, So it really, really is a toss-up.
0: Yeah. So uh, David Dakota is a Canadian filmmaker. I know before we've discussed what makes a film Canadian, <laughs> but I think he does a pretty good job just kind of making it more... Uh, universal yeah feels very american this movie this was filmed in mexico though but yeah that's right it was which it doesn't i mean it looks it takes place on a college campus uh i felt it was southern california but
1: you know i guess that's like north mexico right? yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah exactly we can uh that's that's debatable you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah so this movie uh is part of a very long running series. The Brotherhood originally came out in like, I want to say 2000. Probably. Yeah, because this came out
1: 2001. So it's probably the year before. None of the movies have anything to do with each other.
0: No. Um, and that's just a common thing. And like, so David Dakota got his start working for Charles Band and um, Roger, Corman. Roger Corman. So he's just always been a big B movie fan. And His whole shtick in the industry is that producers were able to come to him with money and just be like, hey, so here's the budget. Here's the idea. We got four days. Make us a movie. And he's like, bet.
1: And they were not bad. This is actually a really good uh, contrast to last week's episode where somebody... That did not have the talent required to meet their artistic vision, and instead we got something that was pretty reprehensible to watch.
0: Yeah, I think this is a really good juxtaposition comparing the works of David Dakota to, you know, Paul Pedito from Jane Doe last episode, that we're working with similar budgets here. I mean, very low budget. Yeah. But the thing is, is that David Dakota focuses more on making a movie that looks like a real movie. Yeah. Jane Doe was trying to go for something grand, like a big epic tale, but David Dakota is more like, hey, I came up with this ridiculous idea for a, like a horror movie or something. And
1: it's very much a movie. Um, and, you know. He knows what he's doing. He knows he's making a Mm -hmm. B-movie. He knows he has a B-movie budget. He knows he's going to be working with B-movie actors. He knows what he's at. Yeah. And last week when we watched Jane Doe, it was somebody with a micro budget, not a small budget. Mm -hmm. He literally refers to it as a micro budget. And he was trying to make high art. Right. And unfortunately, he did not meet that execution. And also, unfortunately, I don't think that story lends itself to high art.
0: Not- Maybe it could in the right hands, but uh, yeah, the execution, regardless, it just was not great. I'm not going to say that The Brotherhood 2 is great. Oh, it's not a good movie at all. No, no. but it is it is a functional movie. Yeah, I mean, we so like we said the Brotherhood, I believe there's like six movies in the series now. Yeah. And um, I mean, I don't even know if you can call it like a series because they don't have anything to do with each other. I but, mean, uh, yeah,
1: you could call it a series still, even yeah. though they don't have anything to do with each other. There's a lot of stuff that's like that, especially within like the horror genre. Yeah. Um, I mean, they tried to deal with Halloween when they came out with Halloween three. And people <laughs> right. were, if you if you are not a horror fan, Halloween two Michael Myers literally explodes at the end. And they said, well, Halloween three will make about something else. It's Halloween thing. We're going to make this every year. And there's all sorts of shit you can do with Halloween besides murder people. Right? And people were like, where's Michael Myers? I want my white face stabby dude. And it's like <laughs> the fuck. OK, he we literally killed him. So then they bring him back in part 4 by saying he went into a coma after the explosion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh part 3 is really really good though. And I get I'm so glad it now gets the attention that it deserves like 30 something years after the fact.
0: Yeah, I think this fall you have a lot of Movies to show me because I, uh, you know, listeners to this show will know that I'm not like super into horror. I'm not very familiar with a lot of horror movies, but I mean, I am interested in seeing some of the better ones. So
1: I like spooky movies. Yeah.
0: The Brotherhood 2 was not a
1: spooky movie. <laughs> no,
0: uh, I think so. Again, I only watched this movie like the first time that I watched it a few years ago. No context, just straight off the shelf and into the VCR. And I didn't even research anything about it afterwards. It just kind of like live rent free in my brain. Is this kind of like homoerotic movie? <laughs> and that's another thing. So like, yeah, David, so we haven't got to that yeah, about da- David David yet. David David Dakota is um, he's a gay man, and his movies are kind of known for being uh, homoerotic. Is the word that's used. A lot because he he he's only really made one like openly like gay story. I think the movie was called Leather Jacket Love Story. But most of the movies are kind of uh, like his more modern films are more. (sighs) Wow, this was 20 years ago, so I I don't even think you can consider this Um, modern anymore. It's
1: all it's it's gay subtext like. There's you're not going to see dudes making out. You'll see them licking tears off each other's face for <laughs> magic purposes. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's nothing inherently homosexual about it. like there's a bunch of guys showering, but they all go to a, a academy together and they all went for a jog. Yeah. So they go to the <laughs> locker room to shower in between all the dividers, as one would do. If you've been to a gym, this is normal fare.
0: Right. Yeah, I just remember watching it and thinking to myself, like, wow, uh, these guys take their shirts off a lot. Like- <laughs> yeah, there's
1: a, there's a lot. So he also <laughs> makes some movies under various aliases. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Richard Chasen. Dick Chasen. Wow. And that was on one <laughs> of the more overtly homosexual ones. That was a. Uh, Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. Right. <laughs> that one had just long, drawn out shots of like shirtless dudes walking around. And yeah, that one, that one was way more intense than this one. This one feels actually kind of tame. You like, you yeah. would watch it and go, huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching it and be like, hmm, that's a little different. Why but... was that slow
1: motion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, first <laughs> shot of them all walking around, walking to the locker room with no shirts on is like it really slow motion. Yeah. So, He was inspired to do this because he worked on a lot of B movies and Mm -hmm. a lot of B horror movies. And of course, you just give some TNA with uh, with your B horror movies. Right. Um, Obligatory boob shots, all that kind of stuff, which he was fine doing. But he was like, why not something for, quote, The women for the girls. That's that's how he (laughs) did his first movie. He convinced Roger Corman. Was it Corman or Band?
0: Uh, I can't remember. It was Charles Band. I
1: don't remember either. But one of them, he was like, "Why don't we do one with some like shirtless guys?" And
0: they're like, "Oh, why?" And he's like, "You know, for the white ladies." Yeah, (laughs) for the ladies. He wasn't openly gay when he, you know pitch these ideas he's open now but uh you know things were different even in the early 2000s when brotherhood 2 came out it wasn't so easy to just be
1: oh absolutely openly
0: not. gay in the industry he was afraid it would have a negative impact on his career and so he was kind of like low-key about it for a while
1: that's why he, when he started his own you know his own studio mm-hmm. at that point
0: i would say so There's like three phases in David Dakota's career, right? We have phase one, which is him working, you know, uh, for Corman and band and making mostly just B horror movies and sci fi movies, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And then phase two is when he started doing his own like independent movies in the same vein. So I would say Brotherhood um, falls into phase two. Phase three is like the current phase of what he's doing, where like if any of you who are fans of bad movies are definitely familiar with a talking cat, (laughs) he's responsible for a talking cat um, and, you know, some cheesy Christmas movies. And he's doing a lot more like family oriented, straight to streaming, almost like, uh, man, what's that network Uh, like ABC Family? I don't know what it's called now. Is it Freeform now?
1: don't oh, fuck. I haven't had cable in like 20 years. Yeah,
0: I don't know. But like more family oriented, cheesy stuff is what he's cranking out now. Um, so this is what I just kind of sort of a golden age in his <laughs> career. It's like
1: one thing I really admire about David Dakota is how he got started in the industry, actually, because he wanted to work with Charles Band mm-hmm. and make B movies and uh, he made the Charles Band fan club. Correction: Your well-informed hosts mix up Charles Band and Roger Corman a lot here. David Ducotto wouldn't work with Charles Band until 1986. This part of his career took place about six years
0: prior with Roger Corman. And
1: yeah, then <laughs> he made a B movie himself, mm-hmm. and like he had been like writing Charles Band and really trying him to like say, "Hey, I want to work for you," and he you know, was blown off originally, but then. On his own dime, as a teenager, he made a B-movie and he launched this fan club and it really grew. And when he met with Charles Band, was that before after he like lied and said he was an intern? and started working on the movie oh, Before,
0: he had a meeting with him just as a, he idolized him and wanted to meet him and talk to him. And uh, Band said to him, well, you know what? Like when you turn 18... And if you're out here, there might be some work for you. So sure enough, as soon as he turned 18, he went down to L.A. And he just showed up on the fucking set, lied about being an intern and was like, hey, you need help with anything. And people were just like, yeah, can you help with the lights? <laughs> yeah. Can you help with the mics? And so little by little, he worked his way up just learning how, how to, be a to key grip, how to be yes. best boy. And so he got to a point where he was able to take on any part of the process. He was writing, he was directing, he was producing, he was doing the lights, he was doing the effects, he was doing the sound, everything. And so this man is like a powerhouse in.
1: I really, really admire that sort of like, just get out there and do it attitude, because with a lot of things I'm involved with, people ask me, how the hell do you get started with that? And I can't explain it. I just tell people, you just got to fucking do it. Right. You just dive in, find out how you can get involved and go get involved. That's all you got to do.
0: And comparing him and his career to Paul Padito specifically, we complained about Paul Padito just kind of like being handed money from his parents. And uh, like just everything sort
1: of was like already set in place for him to succeed. In.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. But like. David Dakota was he was a cinephile. He just loved movies, specifically B-movies, more so than, you know, big budget movies. He knew he wasn't
1: even though he worked at James Cameron, he knew he wasn't going to be James Cameron. Yeah, He didn't want to be James Cameron, even after James Cameron became, you know, the James Cameron we all know and love.
0: He liked the challenge of working on a short budget with no time. And
1: working under restrictions is something that I also really like doing. Working with restrictions creates creativity. It forces you to think outside the box. It forces you to be creative mm-hmm. and forces you to think of other ways to accomplish what you need to do because you can't just go ask mom and dad for more money.
0: Exactly. And so we watched a lot of interviews with David Dakota and stuff and just sort of learned more about him as a person. And I had watched... Brotherhood two before knowing anything about him. And I was just kind of confused and bewildered by the whole thing. But the more I learned about him, the more I came to respect him and really think like, you oh, know yeah, what? This, He's this a movie's cool
1: trash, guy. but like he, I definitely <laughs> do respect him. Like, yeah. <laughs> he has put out some good stuff. This was not a good example. We don't have any of his other movies on VHS. Right. And we watched Brotherhood one, uh, on, on, Online.
0: Yeah, YouTube someone on YouTube have uploaded the entire movie in literally like four to six minute clips. <laughs>
1: and uh that's a much better film.
0: Yes. I really liked Brotherhood
1: one. <laughs> There's like a, a plot that made sense. There was reasons things happened. There's yeah. a lot of great assembly shots. Uh, this one was obviously Craig. He might have like had a lot less time to work on this. Yeah. Like in general. And I also
0: have the feeling that like he used up all his best ideas in Brotherhood one. And yeah. so when it came around to making Brotherhood two, they were just kind of like they had the formula, but they didn't have the ideas. And so when we start discussing the plot, we'll kind of get more into that and it'll be fun to compare the two. But overall, yeah, yeah. Um, Brotherhood 2 is not a great movie, but I think all things considered, like, it looks pretty good. It looks like a normal movie. It doesn't yeah. look like a...
1: It doesn't look like it's shot very poorly. Right. It is it is filmed on film, mm-hmm. and some of his movies, he only gets one take on them because they have a very limited amount of film, and, it, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, he finds good actors to... Do what he needs to do. There's many times he's mentioned he's been very impressed with his like novice actors, Mm -hmm. but they were able to, you know, deliver what he needed. And I'm assuming that might be down to just rehearsal, proper rehearsals.
0: Yeah. You know? And I mean, especially considering the fact that like in all of his movies, it will just be a cast of like young, ripped meathead type guys, you know, really muscular, super chiseled. Good looking guys. Probably and do
1: more modeling than acting. Exactly.
0: And so when you're working with models, you know, uh sometimes they're not the best actors. Absolutely not. I would say that like Brotherhood 2, the acting is pretty bad. I wasn't really stunned by anyone's performance. No, it wasn't
1: well. I'm not gonna say bad. It's okay.
0: I think compared to Brotherhood 1, like I remember. We watched them in the opposite order. We watched Brotherhood 2 first and then Brotherhood one and I was much more impressed with Brotherhood One in every aspect. like I the story was better, the acting was better. everything was better. I could
1: see Brotherhood One actually being in a theater and not direct a video. Yeah but uh, yes absolutely.
0: Know. All right, so I think that was a pretty good introduction. Let's get into the plot. Let's read off the back of the case so we can get an idea of what this movie is about. Break all Ten Commandments and the power of darkness is yours. At an elite private academy, three outsiders are at the mercy of the rich crowd until a strange new student shows up. He promises them power beyond imagination, shares secrets out of this world, and offers them everything they ever wanted. If they're willing to pay the price, each of them must join the ancient brotherhood of warlocks, Before they know it, their books are tossed aside and the bloodletting begins. Sex, money, revenge. The magic starts the minute you believe.
1: So first off, I want to acknowledge some of the stuff that was said in the movie. We literally couldn't hear. Our VHS tape is a little (laughs) bit degraded. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I had my I have a nice home theater and we had it cranked. Way up and I just got really annoyed because we were watching it late at night and I had to crank it up to hear the dialogue and then the music would kick in mm-hmm. or like somebody else would say something and the audio mixing was all over the place. And I don't think it was the actual audio mixing of the movie itself, but the tape was degraded because there were some visual jumps and ever stuff that was happening as well.
0: Yeah, the quality of our tape was not very good. The, so the joy I, of
1: VHS. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't know if any of you guys have seen this movie before. Did you experience any bad audio mixing? Um, because ours was, yeah, it was kind of hard to hear what they were saying, but. There's
1: one scene. It's like, and the secret is. <laughs> like, oh, oh, he, what, I what is said it? Secret, he said, and something, something. And then. It just sounded like mumbling. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, uh, am I okay? I wish (laughs) I knew what he said. Yeah. So. Well, we had to piece together some of the plot.
0: Yeah. I managed to write down all of the main plot points. And you know what? There's really not that many. I, I kind of mentioned at the end of the movie how I felt like we sort of time traveled while watching it that, like, your VCR shows, like, the duration like how long you have remaining in the movie and i remember looking at it once and it said there was maybe like an hour left and then next time i looked it was like eight minutes and i was like holy shit like what happened
1: i think it's funny that we just said there's not a whole lot of the plot but there's still more plot than what we had last week
0: Yes. Yeah, totally. Jane Doe was hard to talk about because it's just kind of like, yeah, they go on whimsical adventures and then shit hits the fan. But there's not much to really say about it.
1: They meet, they date, she do drug, they they fight. fight. They move to Atlantic City. He learns craps. She gets a job for a day and dies.
0: Yeah. And that's it. That's the whole movie. And then he does an awkward chicken dance on the highway.
1: Well, that happens at the beginning of the movie, the middle movie, and the end. That's our Yeah. (laughs) That's how we get our our
0: arcs. Do you notice that like, I mean, while we're talking about this, uh, you you posted the clip on our Instagram and I was rewatching it, and like, do you notice how he's like doing the dance and it's like daylight out, and then it cuts to him doing it again and it's suddenly nighttime?
1: Are we asking for continuity in a Pulpidito movie? <laughs>
0: that I'm just like, were they like, is it is this demonstrating that he's been doing this like for hours? Oh, he's just been standing <laughs> at this fucking like
1: traffic island in New Jersey. <laughs> like just flapping his wings. Yeah, up no, and one, down. no one called the cops. How much change did people give to him?
0: <laughs> I know. What the
1: fuck? How many sandwiches were handed to him?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I just oh, I hate that movie. Anyways, so. Brotherhood 2, a movie that I did not hate. I didn't love. It's okay. it's okay. It's a movie. I have to say that, like, after watching Brotherhood 1 and 2, I'm like, I kind of want to watch the rest of them. I'm curious to see, like, where does this go? I want to see
1: the, like, 5 and 6. Those are, like, slashers. Yeah. every, Every one in the series is a different type of, like, horror movie. The first one was about vampires. The second one is about warlocks. warlocks. And then it just keeps going on. I forget what three, four, but I remember there was like two slashers.
0: Yeah, the shtick is kind of like um, there's a group of people involved in some kind of like occult activity of some kind. We in get a, a,
1: an occult warning on the back of the box. Yeah. for mature audiences contain sexual situations and occult references, and that's also on the tape.
0: Do you feel you're mature enough to handle the subject matter? Am I a bad enough dude to... Uh, <laughs>
1: Look at this. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: So the movie starts in a classroom.
0: Um. Yes, yes, it does. Oh wait, um, wait, wait, wait!
1: The movie starts with a voiceover from the main character John.
0: Yes. And he is
1: talking about being an outcast and all. He's setting that all up with a with a narration as we get a lot of these shots of this campus. Uh, It's a lively campus. They had a decent amount of extras, honestly, Mm -hmm. for walking around the campus, making it look fairly alive. Um, Off the bat, though, he was like speed running that dialogue.
0: Oh my god, he was talking so fast. We were like, slow down, dude. Like, because he's introducing all
1: of the characters and like. I I wonder if they had like filmed it edited together, and he had like a paragraph, and he had to like time this paragraph read (laughs) with the film and he's just like oh fuck there's way too many words here to like get it in here
0: but like the worst part is he's like let's be honest he's a bad actor and so he's reading this very like uh like high school presentation reading off of the paper yes you know what i mean like he's not speaking in a way that's like easily understandable or like there's no cadence it's just like this is Russell. He plays football like very, you know, and
1: it's still annoying me less than Calissa Flockhart, Jane Doe.
0: Oh, my God. I in in Brotherhood One, I like the way that they introduce the characters. They do it through like a way a good movie would, where they sort of throw you into a world and then slowly introduce you to characters and kind of build upon that foundation so you're like okay this person is this person's roommate and they kind of get along but not really and then there's this frat and it's full of these guys and there's this frat full of these guys and you kind of like all right it's easy to follow but like Brotherhood 2 the way they introduce all the characters is like they're just showing them on campus going about their everyday activities and just kind of like this is so-and-so, he does this, this is so-and-so, he does that, and it's all in a row, and you're just kind of like, whoa, I still haven't even figured out who the last guy is, and you're already, like, three people ahead. Right,
1: so we got John, the main character, he's got two friends, and mm-hmm. they are outcasts, and they are considered, like, ugly in this world of very attractive people.
0: <laughs> because they have greasy hair, so that makes them <laughs> less One looks
1: like, uh, the main character looks like No, not Owen Wilson. Who's the other guy?
0: Luke Wilson.
1: Luke Wilson. (laughs) He looks like Luke Wilson in Scream 2 portraying Luke Wilson, portraying Billy, who was played by Skeet Ulrich in Scream 2, showing Stab, which is a remake of Stab 1 within Scream 2. Wow, that is way more complicated to
0: say than it really is. I'm more caught up in the fact that the guy's name is Skeet. Yeah. Skeet Ulrich. Oh, Skeet, Skeet, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Just why would you name your child Skeet? That's awful. Uh, Maybe it's a nickname. Uh, At least he's famous. Yeah. Damn, like, you know, a guy named Skeet's made more money than me. He's an attractive guy. He's named Skeet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) I'm I'm sure Dave Dakota would love Skeet (laughs) Ulrich. So... So, like, did yeah. you choose this
1: guy's like you look like Skeet Ulrich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, let me cut to they're in class, and in class, they're learning about like the Salem witch trials or something like was that. Was it the witch trials?
1: They were just learning about occult shit, like, yeah. And uh, like, I i was watching, so I was like, wait, is there like really an occult class? Like, they weren't just talking about the witch trial witchcraft, they were talking about like just how to do witchcraft in general.
0: Yeah, they were showing these like daggers and and they're like, yeah, and they're actually like the real thing. And being like, this was used for, you know, this ritual. And you're like, whoa, okay.
1: Uh, And the the teacher says, these are used in Celtic rituals. Yeah, she says Celtic. That's literally my first note, Celtic. Yeah. Oh my God, you (laughs) couldn't, was there only one take?
0: Probably. (laughs) Did no one tell tell her afterwards, I, uh... that's <laughs> Celtic? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. uh, she says something about warlocks, and then this, like, blonde guy stands up in the back of the room and starts talking back, and he's just like, you don't know anything about warlocks.
1: Talks about her, like, cross necklace on her chest that yeah. she's wearing. And is like, how are you gonna teach about this faith? If you have this faith, blah, 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 yeah, blah, like, blah. Yeah, like, you're blah.
0: biased. Yeah. And they get in kind of, like, a tussle about it, and, uh... Then he walks out of class or no class ends. But then like on the way out, she stops John, the main character, and is like, hey, you got an A on your history paper. Good job. He's like, fuck yeah. And then um, they go off to the um, what's it called? Like, I never went to college. So like, yeah, the, cor- <laughs> the courtyard <laughs> where, they- <laughs> where all the boys take off their shirts and throw footballs with each other. As one does, yeah. And the and the girls just stand around and watch, you know.
1: One of them looked visibly confused. <laughs> <It> was like, <laughs> I was like,
0: that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it is interesting that like in so many horror movies, it's always like the women are kind of exploited. You know what I mean? In like a sexual kind of way. Here's
1: what I point out last night, though. In horror movies, they know it's a trope, so they try to give at least some reason. Why she's not wearing anything. Either they're just straight up having sex, or they're, uh, at, the beach. they're at the beach and they're gonna go skinny dipping because they're teenagers, yeah. or it's shower time. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to give a reason to remove the clothes, but because guys can just wear no shirt, and that's societally acceptable. David Dakota's like we don't need to explain anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like they're just they're just guys with no shirts.
1: Shirts, like boys will be boys. (laughs) I mean, it's it's true. Like if a guy was walking down the street and just didn't have a shirt, I'm like, all right, yeah, he's not wearing a shirt, right? (laughs) But uh, it is weird when it's on a college campus during class hours and three of them are just wearing sweatpants and no shirt.
0: Yeah, that is weird. Just to throw a football. Just like was it just particularly hot in Mexico that day?
1: (laughs) It reminded me actually of the room when they were all wearing tuxedos and playing football. And (laughs) fucking Johnny Wiseau's reasoning is just, why not you play a football with uh, normal clothes? You wear tuxedos. Why can't you play football in a tuxedo? It's like, really? That's your fucking reasoning. So open minded. Like, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I guess like obviously you proved you could just play football in a tuxedo. But
0: (laughs) yeah. So I know that there's like there's a scene here where they kind of like introduce the female characters a little bit. We get Mary. Yeah, Mary. I called the in my notes. I called Mary Meg Ryan because she has that same fucking like Meg Ryan haircut. You know what I'm talking about? That like short,
1: short spiky, bob, short spiky bob.
0: Yeah. And then, um, I
1: really liked that back in the early 2000s.
0: Yeah, that's cute. Trini. Okay, so Mary, Trini, right. Meg Ryan, and then Trini, who's the girl on the cover, they kind of like they they I, show I her. I can't
1: tell the difference. They look goddamn near the same.
0: They look, they're blonde, attractive. <laughs> Here's one now.
1: issue with this movie. Almost everyone looks goddamn near the fucking same.
0: Yeah, there's, like, one of the, like, frat boy bully characters who has this, like, very unique face, like, kind of like a... It's very round. I would say he almost, like, he has kind of, like, duck-like features. He has these, like, huge lips. He's
1: got these huge lips, but he's got this very round chin. The shape of his face looks like a thumb.
0: (laughs) And... He stood out
1: to me the most because he's a giant walking thumb in the world of models. Right. But he's popular. Yeah. And Luke Wilson is not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we should call him Luke Wilson because like the main um, the blonde guy who's like the the warlock. His name is Luke in oh. the movie, so All that right. might get confused. Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> skeet, fucking Skeet. It was really hard for me to
1: keep track of a lot of these names. Yeah,
0: I know. Like his two friends are named like Mark and Matt or something. It's like a lot of the names are biblical. Yeah, as we find out, mm-hmm. no
1: one's named Joshua. I thought that was a really obvious one to go for, but
0: and yeah. then there's just one guy named Russell. <laughs> I like the the book of <laughs> the Russell. <laughs> Everyone open your books to Russell 316.
1: (laughs) So I took very sparse notes. I was trying to actually piece together this movie as I watched it. So it was hard for me to take notes as I'm like, what the fuck did he just say?
0: Yeah, I find that like whenever we watch movies, it's like one of us is watching it just purely from like the... I'm watching it visually. And then there's one of us who's like taking notes of everything that's happening in that the happen, plot. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it was like last episode, you kept track of the plot and I just like watched the movie. To and to be then, fair,
1: there wasn't a whole lot to keep track. Of yeah. And then week. this
0: movie, because like I found that like for Jane Doe, I started taking notes, but then I got so carried away with the bullshit that I stopped and I was just like watching it and analyzing it.
1: Yeah. I I, I remember it didn't, I didn't take a lot of notes besides the stuff that was annoying me.
0: Yeah. And then this movie, I was like, OK, I'm just going to like, so I have something to follow. I'm going to every time there's a significant story beat, I'm going to write it down.
1: So we meet Meg Ryan. We meet Trini. And uh, is that also we meet the bullies?
0: Yeah. The well, popular guys. Yeah. We get introduced to them that they're in like a frat and they're rich.
1: We mm-hmm. got yeah, Duck Lips and like his two <laughs> friends. Right? Duck
0: Lips, Russell and whatever the main guy's name was. Luke. No, Luke wasn't a bully. He was like, oh, oh,
1: oh you said main guy. I thought he was thinking about the main antagonist, the main bully, the main bully. I don't remember his name either. He's no. like main bully guy. Like they all had brown hair. <laughs> <ads>. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no minorities in this entire movie. No, brown haired white boys, That's rich what, frat. Yeah. Same so, body type, you know, <laughs> I mean, we do this with movies all the time. And we just explain their like role and that becomes their name. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> it's with this movie, we kind of have to because they barely say the names. They say it like once or yeah, twice. And even
0: the times they did say them, like the audio quality on our tape was so bad that we're like, wait, what? What's yeah. his name? So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so we meet the uh, the bullies. We meet Meg Ryan and Trini and we meet John's two friends. Right. Um. That establishes all the main characters that we really will be dealing with. Yeah. So um, we
0: see. um. Loot. we see Skeet running through the woods shirtless, of course. Another thing that I noticed watching the other Brotherhood movie is that they all seem to just open with the main character running through shirtless, like through a park or the woods. I kind of
1: think that's a David Dakota thing, because that's also how um, Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper starts. Really? Yeah.
0: He just likes shirtless guys running.
1: I mean, if you can get away with it without having to, Give a reason, like that's that's why yeah. someone would not wear a shirt. It's hot. They're running. You
0: sweat. It makes sense. <laughs> like you don't. It's a good way to show one character going from point A to point B.
1: <laughs> when it gets weird is when there's like three of them all running together. Yeah,
0: like, that's hey, what happened. You want to go run yeah. shirtless in the woods? <laughs> it's,
1: they, they just meet up and they're like, "Want to go run with us? We're all gonna go for a run." And then they go run. And then they're like, time to go shower.
0: Hot boy summer. Right. So like they're all it was out. The, it, was the,
1: it was the bullies though, right? Yeah, the
0: bullies were out for a jog and then Skeet was out for a jog and they kind of like ran into each other. And they
1: convinced him to come with. Yeah. Because they're going to go like they're both jogging and they're like, we're going to go shower. Are you going to come with? And he's like.
0: They All kinda right. like peer pressure him into it that like he's Come get little, naked with us. Yeah, he's a little hesitant at first because like they're dicks, you know? They're dicks, and why he wants to see my dick. Yeah, like why do you want to hang out with me? I'm in the an shower outcast, it's you know? it's, yeah. it's really
1: weird when you think about it. I don't, I would not go with three people that bully me and they wanna take me to the shower.
0: Yeah, so they're just like, Come on, you, you come in, you come in, we're gonna go shower. And he's like, Uh yeah, I'm I sure, guess. Yeah,
1: I guess I guess I, I guess my workout's done.
0: So they mm-hmm. jog all the way into the locker room, and the locker room shot is
1: slow motion. Of course, and then we get slow motion of them like undressing mm-hmm.
0: all the way, taking off their jock straps and everything. We don't really see a whole lot. That's no what David Dakota. Like he s- does show full frontal nudity in some of his movies. Apparently, I haven't seen any of those, but um, this Ge- one's pretty tame. Generally, it's really
1: just subtext, and that's yeah. how come when you watch me go. Like,
0: Yeah, (laughs) but it's not enough to be like on the nose. Another thing we didn't mention is that David Dakota actually like used to do porno movies like on the side, not starring in them. But, you know, behind the scenes when he was working with um, Charles Band and stuff, people in the crew, would, like, come up to him and be like, hey, we need someone to help, like, with the fucking lighting on this adult film this weekend. Can you come help? And he was just like, yeah, okay. Money's money. Yeah, so you can definitely see a lot of that carrying over into his work. Like, the music in Brotherhood 2 is, like, straight up VHS porn music.
1: One of the songs, though, I was like, okay, I would actually listen to
0: this. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> bobbing my head. I was like, yeah, okay right. I think it was the
1: same one. I was like, okay, yeah, this is, uh, kind of synth-wavy, but, um, I will say, if you have been listening to us for a long time, back to our first episode, ESP, this is less porn than ESP is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's much more softcore. ESP was like implied pornography. It towed that line where like literally they were just one frame of nudity away from being porn. Like, only thing we didn't see
1: ESP was, like, genitals. We saw saw topless, like, women Mm -hmm. and stuff. We saw a lot of grindage and stuff like that. We saw a lot of implied sexual sex. And, um, we watched ESP, and you would be hard pressed to watch ESP without going, this is porn? Yes. You watch watch a David Dakota film, and you're like, uh, huh. That is, like, it
0: feels pornographic it's, it's, sort of, it's, but, like... It's still a movie. It's, like, you know the way, like, uh, like LaCroix, it has that, like, that <sighs> hint of flavor, but it's, it's still water, you know? It's kind of, like, his films have, like, a hint of pornography, but, like, not really. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not quite softcore. This is, like, soft, softcore porn.
0: Yes, soft, softcore. <laughs>
1: so... Then they all go to the shower stalls, which are side by side with each other. And there's no water. They chill and turn on the water, but we don't hear or see the water. Yeah. And they just start kind of talking and bullshitting. And uh, one guy pulls out a permanent marker. And this just dawned on me. Where did that permanent marker come from?
0: Yeah, he's naked. Where did he pull oh my God.
1: Where was could, he stashing it? I think we can figure out where he was <laughs> stashing the <this> permanent marker. <laughs> so then uh, not skied over to like, hey, what's that?
0: He's hey. like, oh, it's a permanent marker. And it's like really permanent. It won't come off. And I'm like, that's not how permanent markers really
1: work on skin. But all right. Yeah. go Yeah.
0: OK. Like, I will pretend for the sake. There's a lot of pretending involved oh in my this because, like, there's other sh- um, shots where they show there's like one scene where a guy's smoking a cigar. And then there's another scene where a guy's like smoking a cigarette. But there's no smoke. Like, you can tell that they're just props. They're not actually like they couldn't they didn't have it in the budget to buy like a single Cigarette or like a single cheap cigar, it's just like
1: I mean, they might have had like a single, but yeah. you're not
0: allowed to light it because we need to use it for the next, yeah, movie.
1: Got, yeah. You got multiple takes. So
0: it's like implied smoking. Implied showering. <laughs> but yeah. you know, maybe like the, the water was too loud. That's what or I'm something. thinking. Like the
1: the water would have just been like really shitty to like film it because it's a real shower. They didn't do a set, they filmed this on location. Yeah. So you got this big echoey fucking mm-hmm. locker room, and you have that shower. That would have been a pain in the ass to try to fucking uh, record in. Yeah. So I get it. I'll give it a pass. But then they kind of grapple him.
0: And yeah, like, the other two bullies like grab his arms and then the main bully with the markers like, I'm going to write
1: a, a, a note for a message for Mary.
0: Yeah, like on his back. He wanted to write something like pointing at his ass and it was something pussy. I don't know. I couldn't hear because of our tape quality, but it was something like my pussy or something. So,
1: something. Yeah, was fucking weird. Yeah. But, uh, he's like screaming for help and they're like, We made sure no one would be here for hours. I don't know how you would do that in a college campus, but, you know, whatever.
0: I think we're just supposed to believe that because they are rich and a popular fraternity, that they just have that influence.
1: We need to reserve the locker room.
0: That they're just like, oh, yes, of course. (laughs) Whatever you say. So um, right when they're about to, you know, (laughs) write on him with marker... Oh no! In comes Warlock Luke, also naked. <laughs> walks into a uh, save Skeet, and he's like, you know, fucking leave him alone, get out of here, and uh, they leave.
1: And I just realized Skeet is no, I mean, uh, Luke, the bad guy is the only blonde. Yes, everybody else has brown hair. Mm-hmm. That's how we know he's the bad guy. <laughs> They just made him look really different,
0: yeah. He's at this point in the movie, he's not the bad guy. He's the good guy,
1: right. We no. find
0: out over time that he's a bad guy. I'm just
1: saying that' I feel like that was a deliberate decision that way you can know who to really follow along with because <laughs> everyone else kind of looks the same
0: because we have the bullies. And there's the three bullies. And like, there's the antagonists that were introduced to. And so they're kind of like the vehicle that Luke can use to convince the other guys to join his brotherhood. So that's what happens next is like, I don't know exactly how they met up, but like um, Skeet and his two friends decide to go to the swimming pool at nighttime and Luke is there in the pool with like a bottle of booze. And he's like, hey, guys, come hang out in the pool and get drunk with me. They're like, yeah, sounds cool. And so why were they in the pool? Why, why? I know they mentioned why, but I couldn't hear what yeah. they said. It's so weird. I don't know if, like, they purposely went to meet up with him or if he just happened to be there. I, I recall him home. just happening to be there. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And then he convinces them to go
1: in. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing. Like, he was already in the pool and they show up and then like he has to coax them to get in. They're like, All right.
0: Yeah. And I was like, well, then why did they come to the pool if they weren't right. planning
1: on swimming? I feel like they were like just going through there. Like maybe it's like part of the gym where you have to like walk by it or yeah, something. I don't, I don't know. fucking know.
0: It's- but of course, you know, it's an excuse for them to take off their shirts and pants and they get in their underwear and get in the pool. And then they all start taking shots off of this bottle of it's like rum or something and they're just getting just pouring wasted. into
1: each other's mouths and i'm watching I'm like
0: eh, that's a that's a lot yeah <laughs> they're pouring a lot of this they, they're drinking a lot this
1: bottle would be empty by now it's a big ass like a wine size bottle kind of thing It's like a
0: handle yeah like and handle they
1: fucking like just, just kept pouring I'm like look guys i know how much liquid is in that that's this, yeah, is, especially this is like among Four, four, four four guys, yeah. Yeah. Just like free pouring into each other's mouths Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like
0: definitely pouring some in the pool too. And I'm like, (laughs) You're wasting. You're wasting it. So then you're fucking up the (laughs) the pH balance of the pool. (laughs) This is how we
1: get bacteria here, guys.
0: And so then, you know, they're all drunk in the pool. And then after a while, they're all just like standing really, really close to each other. And this is when Luke decides he's going to tell them about like the covenant, the powers. He's like, I have special powers and I can give you powers, too. If you just like take part in these rituals with me.
1: Join my covenant, be part of my brotherhood. Yeah. And the first step is to lick my tears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, why? Like, where the tear? He's not crying. It, yeah,
1: why, why is he like? I I was so confused. I'm like, what? First of all, if this is the first step to lick tears, why are y'all in the pool? Because I don't know what's a teardrop and what's a water drop.
0: Yeah, they just look like water droplets from being in the pool. And uh, why are you crying, bro? <laughs> why am <I> crying, man? <laughs> Alcohol is a depressant. Okay? What's what's
1: wrong, Luke? You want to talk <laughs> about?
0: <laughs> and so like. Um, I think it's more of just like a he wants them to
1: lick his s- face.
0: <laughs> well, yes,
1: but <laughs> yes, but also no, no, no. no.
0: David Dakota wants <laughs> them to, to lick, lick his face, but Luke wants them to like sample his power. That it's like if you taste my tears, you get a little taste of what I feel, like the power that I have. And because you know, they like lick the tears off his face, and then they're just like, "Whoa, I feel it," you know. <laughs> so that's just an erection <laughs> isn't it like that fucking South Park episode oh your tears taste so good Scott Like <laughs> licking the tears off his face uh, and so of course like Skeet is the most skeptical out of the group he's just like I don't know guys this is kind of weird and he's like no bro I'm serious like taste my tears like my you'll, face. you'll feel my power <laughs> and so then he like feels the power and he's like oh shit yeah this is no joke Um, And so then they decide to kind of like, you know, join his group. They want this power. And uh, so he tells them. Oh, we didn't
1: mention this. Luke is brand new to the school, too.
0: Yeah, he's a new kid. Yeah, same. He just shows up. Anyways, um, so he says, the way you can obtain this power and join my covenant is you have to break all ten commandments. If you do that, you'll get my power. Now, when we're talking about Luke's power, this is honestly my biggest problem with the entire movie. I don't know
1: what his powers are.
0: He doesn't have powers. They don't, they don't
1: show powers or anything. No. Any, like-
0: no. Okay. So, like, pretty much why I said I felt like we time-traveled was because Just I was waiting-, waiting for the
1: powers to show up. <laughs>
0: I think about like the craft. We've all seen the craft. This is the
1: craft, but with boys.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so in the craft, you see an evolution of their power. You see them kind of like start off with real simple, like light as a feather, stiff as a board type stuff. And then they move into like putting hexes on people. And like you can actually see that they're gaining powers and they're like working towards becoming more powerful. And that's just like a classic, you know, fucking like Star Wars Episode 3. Fucking like all these movies about being corrupted by power and whatever. You see the progression of their powers and what they can do and how that gets out of hand and the power corrupts people. But the majority of this movie shows them taking steps to obtain power. I mean, they... they we get
1: something at the end, but it's not really a power. I just actually because we mentioned that craft, I just thought of another connection to Skeet Ulrich. So, the craft was Nev Campbell's first theatrical film, mm. and then uh, like the next year, she was in Scream oh, with Skeet Ulrich.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And now we get this this craft knockoff with
0: knockoffs. (laughs) (laughs) David Dakota is very open about the fact that the movies that he makes are ripoffs of more popular movies. That's
1: fine. You know, as I actually enjoy a lot of ripoffs because it's just more of the same what I want. Sure. You know, I like vanilla bean ice cream. Give me French vanilla. That's fine. That's that's how it should go. For sure. And sometimes they like a lot of like uh, Charles Band movies that they're lower budget, but they're good enough that I'm like yeah I enjoyed that same thing with like Roger Corman movies Mm -hmm. anyway
0: so like like I said the next uh phase of this movie is them like almost like a montage of them breaking these commandments to get powers and this goes on for a long time we see
1: them like in the room first though right and he just like shows them like uh he brings out the coffin they have the candles and he's got that rug that looks like it's from Blackcraft cult. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's like whenever they do their like rituals, they're sitting on this rug, rug with like a
1: pentagram. And it's just like it's a nice looking rug. And they do these rituals, not always in his room. Sometimes they're in other places. I'm like, did he just bring that rug with him? Yeah, like, <laughs> like at
0: the end of the movie, they're in the pool. Yeah, like, the, the rug is there. And like, they're just sitting on the rug like in the pool.
1: there's a rug with all the kids. like... Did- did he bring that? <laughs> yeah. Set the candles up and light them like, all right, now we're going to really have the showdown. <laughs> <laughs> like, so they're in the room in his dormitory with the Black Craft Colt rug, and he's got the candles. He brings up this little tiny coffin, and he brings out this statue of man that is uh, also chiseled, just as chisel they are, but mm-hmm. um, chiseled out of stone. So. Oh,
0: oh, literally chisel not. <laughs> yeah. Not just like ripped.
1: He's like it, he is ripped. He's chiseled <laughs> in multiple ways. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he He's ripped. a chiseled man, chiseled out of stone. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like a, a like stone cold fox, if you will. They, they, that's the worship of the false idol, right? That's like a yeah,
0: yeah, so, yeah. Is that that's, that's the first, the first thing that they do? Some of these are really funny and stupid, like. One of the commandments that they show breaking that I thought was really funny is like, thou shalt respect thy mother and father or whatever it is. And so he literally is like standing on top of the roof with a a picture (laughs) frame of his mom and dad. And he just like drops it (laughs) off the roof and it breaks. The mom looks like a man
1: in that picture. (laughs) We had
0: a little bit of an argument. I was like, Like, like,
1: wait, does he have gay parents? (laughs) No, his mom just... Looks like a man, he looked like he looked like a man,
0: and yeah. Then it's like, um, dude, looks like a lady, <laughs> thou shalt not steal. And they steal like one of the bullies' sports cars, sports cars that they like pick the lock. And then I don't know what, like, they
1: hotwire, they show hotwire, hotwire in it. Hand, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah. what I don't get is like, so they're. They're all supposed to break the commandments individually, right? But they only show that it was only like two of the guys stealing the car, like Skeet wasn't involved. Maybe Skeet in Ulrich stole something else. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't know. see
1: all of it, we yeah. just saw everyone doing their own, you know. It's kind of like uh, when you watch any kind of montage, you assume other things are happening between these.
0: Yeah, I guess. And so they show this whole montage and it goes on for a really long time of all of the things that they do, ramping up, of course, to Thou Shall Not Kill, right? Where That's they like have the, final the uh,
1: These special knives.
0: Yes, and they have this seance. There's like a really awkward sex scene, too,
1: where it shows Mary's best friend and Luke uh, hanging out. And they're all kind of hanging out together, all, all this whole gang. And uh, he gives her some wine. She takes like a
0: sip, like
1: quite literally like
0: a sip. And she's wasted. White girl wasted. (laughs) Like
1: uh, talk about lightweight.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, I think was this supposed to be them being like adultery? Yeah, don't lie with your neighbor's wife or whatever. Yeah,
1: whatever. Like I don't remember all the (laughs) Ten Commandments, but like it's. It reminds me last week when we were like, I don't think Paul knows how drugs work. <laughs> and then I remember we made it onto the podcast where we, I mentioned it when we were just watching the movie. I was like, you know, how movies don't know how fucking alcohol works. It shows him like yeah. going <laughs> shot for shot. All of a sudden when someone just passes out, like mm-hmm. alcohol works instantly. Uh, that's what we get in this movie. She like drinks like a a, a little bit of the wines like swing. Mm. Yeah,
0: a singular swig. And then she is wrong like, there she's all over
1: Luke and uh his friends get off the cat off the bed and they start like making out and skin hot and heavy and uh Ulrich it's like starts like touching himself yeah he's
0: just like sitting in a chair in the corner like
1: but he's like not touching his like junk he's just like rubbing, rubbing his his abs. His, st- his abs and his his chest
0: yeah but like
1: At the same time, like, we're like, why is he just doing that? But I was noticing that's what the two characters in the bed were doing. I was like, is he just imagining himself like he's just doing the same thing they're doing? So he feels like he's feeling that. I don't know. And then he joins in.
0: Yeah, but it's funny because we had another scene almost exactly like this in Brotherhood one. So I don't know if this is just another thing that David Dakota does in his movies or the Brotherhood movie specifically. It's one of the payoffs. (laughs) It's like. You know, this is where he's like, man, I miss working with porn. <laughs> just want to throw a little, throw a little bone in there, you know?
1: A little boner. <laughs> a little boner. So that happens. And, uh.
0: It's like a threesome. Yeah. But there's also, like, bringing to the question, like, is this date rape? Like, does she want to do this? I don't. She doesn't in Brotherhood one, the girl that they have like this blood sucking threesome with, she is very adamant because like the main character was like, I don't know about this. And she's like, no, 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 I want to do it. I like this. She like explicitly states she wants to. But like Trini does not explicitly say like, yes, I would like to do this. It's
1: hard to say because like, is she drunk or horny? Yeah. Because like. We could also infer from this that she took a swig, and that was like just a confidence drink, you know?
0: Yeah, like a liquid magic cur- potion, like,
1: or, something. or oh, sure. That I mean, that makes it questionable. That's so that's that makes it date rape again. But yeah. this big, this is like like was she already into Luke? Because mm. she was there partying with them, yeah. right? So she was there hanging out. She already kind of seemed like she was into him. So he offers her the alcohol. She's like liquid courage, and she drinks you know, some alcohol to get herself ready. They didn't have to. They didn't have to peer pressure her too much.
0: They did, though, because they were like, here, drink this. And she's like, I'll pass.
1: I don't remember that part.
0: Yeah. She specifically was talking about how she does not want to drink. She doesn't like drinking. Yeah. And then they're like, no, drink it, drink it, drink it. And she's like, "Okay, I'll just have a little bit just to like, you know, placate them And so then she, like, drinks it, and then she gets drunk off one drink, and then next thing you know, they're in bed all over her, and I'm just like, this doesn't feel like something she wanted to do. Yeah, it's a bit off. Yeah, so I did not not really like that scene. I don't even know what the point of it was, really.
1: One of the commandments?
0: I guess. Maybe they stated that, and I just couldn't hear it.
1: (laughs) I don't like, isn't, like, adultery one of the...
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: And, like... Luke is, dating. I mean, uh, John, Skeet Ulrich, is dating Mary. Right. So he cheats on Mary.
0: Mm, I see. He so. like kind of makes him do that to break the commandment. Yeah. OK, that's, that, that's that makes a, sense. Yeah.
1: yeah so, um, so that leads up to the most fatal of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Yeah. And they have these magic knives that they have to do the kill with.
0: The same daggers that they showed in the occult class in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. uh, It's weird. Yeah. Like, were they his?
1: (laughs) Where'd you get these knives? They they call them, like, spirit daggers or
0: something like that? Spirit tooth or something. I
1: thought thought it was tooth. I was like, no, that sounds fucking stupid.
0: You remember in... um, our episode law enforcement guide to satanic cults. Yeah. How there was like the guy showing like all of the different um stuff Sa- used in satanic rituals yeah. and shit and we were like where did he get those? Well
1: He was from a cult, he said.
0: Yeah, but like he still has all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If I it just a, reminds me of that. So if
1: I was in a really cool club like that, I would <laughs> do my stuff afterwards. <laughs> Especially if your job is to show police and stuff what it yeah, is. I yeah, guess I guess
0: so. I guess you're right. Makes sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they have this ritual where they decide they have to kind of like announce who they're going to kill that they sort of make a vow like they go through the yearbook and they tear out the pictures of the people they're going to kill. And then they like put it into the candle and then they light the dagger. They put the dagger in the candle and then they say some kind of like,
1: Oh, we didn't mention every single time they're on the black craft cult rug. Um, they're, Almost naked.
0: Yeah, they're definitely just in their underwear. Every
1: single time. You can't do magic with uh, with clothes, apparently. We
0: are just four guys and we're having a good time. <laughs> having A good time. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they have to announce it like that. You couldn't just be like, let's let's get our bullies.
0: I think they the kind of say that
1: though, like, mm, you know.
0: I think the point is that like I think Luke wants them to make it. Solid, so it's kind of like a commitment, yeah. That they're like pledging to a commitment so he can hold them accountable if they don't follow through. That was my interpretation of it. Anyway. I mean, that makes
1: sense. Like, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't know, like who would Luke have to like is it part of the magic or is it you know?
0: Because mm. I think, um, we didn't mention that one of the bullies was killed early in the movie, that like the day after they have their fun in the pool. Um, one of the bullies' body she,
1: just turns up. Right? Yeah. And they think, and, and it's all in the news, and they think it's like a.
0: Yeah, they don't know how he died, but we find out later that, like, Luke was the one that killed him. They
1: think it might have been part of, like, a, a hazing ritual that went yeah. awry. Um, and they interview part, other people in the fraternity. They're like, I don't know what happened. I and mean, we don't have anything like that, any kind of rituals like that. And the, the news and everybody and the police are like, the. Fraternity has amazing marks and they all have good grades. And they the do the same a lot exact for them.
0: thing happened in Brotherhood One. They, too.
1: they, uh, they all do good for the community, mm-hmm. they do a lot of community outreach. So it doesn't seem like something that is characteristic of this fraternity. So, yeah, so anyway, then and we found out that was uh Luke's kill to get his warlock powers.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, uh, one of the guys vows to kill one of the bullies, the duck face bully. Mm-hmm. The other guy vows to kill the vice principal. Yeah. And then um Skeet vows to kill the main bully. Right. I, do, I still don't know why the one guy wanted to kill the vice principal. What
1: they said she that do? she's made their life hell. Like, she, there's a few altercations they had earlier in the movie, not major. Oh, because
0: of that one scene in the beginning where he's smoking a cigarette and she tells him to put it out?
1: Yeah. Wow. But I, if, She's got to go, man. I feel like it's inferred that, like, she's constantly on their ass. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, you know, being is, a visual medium, they could demonstrate that maybe like I feel like he's always they're constantly on his ass and it's like
1: uh, one of those things where it is a campus they live on there and it's all one place so they constantly see this principal so you really have no real freedom and she's always just on them
0: yeah So. so the one guy carries out with the killing he kills the duck face bully and then the other guy carries out with killing the vice principal And then when it comes to Skeet having to kill the main bully, he chickens out. He can't do it.
1: And then uh, he goes out to dinner with Mary. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see Luke wearing... Skin tight black clothes, standing in like the doorway as like lightning is straight. They got They really like their strobe lightning effect in this movie. By this point in the movie, this is how we know we're entering the final arc. Yeah. It's raining <laughs> and there's constant lightning happening.
0: Except it's like not even really raining, like kind of.
1: Kind of. We. Well, it's more
0: just like dark and there's thunder noises and flashes.
1: Very few thunder noises. It's really more just like. Inferred lightning and thunder, like yeah. with the
0: flashes. I think they might have thrown in a little fog, yeah.
1: you know. <laughs> I mean, it was a good lighting effect. I won't give them that. Yeah. And that's why they're like, we gotta fucking use this. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a really good effect. That looks great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, Luke is like stalking him while he's on his date. Yeah. And, uh, he so gets- he goes outside and he's like, dude, what are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, this is all calculated. The only reason she likes you is because I used my magic powers to, to make her, her like you. you. Yeah. And he's like, fuck off, dude. And he's just like, if you don't carry through with this, you won't get the powers and I'll take everything away and you'll have no one. Yeah. But he's just like, dude, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I'm not going to kill anybody. Fuck you. And uh, they I don't remember what goes to the teacher. Yes, that's right. The teacher. Because he could he
1: wanted to tell Mary, but he's like, I can't fucking tell Mary. And it, he's like, if I go to Mary, she's going to be in trouble now. I can't continue seeing her because they're going to try to get to Mary. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, I got to tell somebody so that he goes and tells the occult teacher. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, who we haven't seen since the beginning of the movie. Right. And
0: but she did say to him, like, it was kind of weird in the beginning of the movie and didn't really make sense. She's just like, hey, you know that, like, if anything happens, you can tell me, right? Like, if you ever need help, you can come to me, right? And you're just kind of like, uh, okay. does he need help a lot? Like, he got an A on his paper. He seems like he's doing all right.
1: So he goes to her office and he's like, the new guy is going to kill people. And she's he's like, trying to
0: get me to kill people. Yeah. And she's like, what
1: new guy? And, then, <laughs> and he doesn't explain. He just he, he starts explaining the rest of it. He doesn't say Luke, which I thought was weird. I was like, why don't you just say Luke? Like, what the fuck? That like line of dialogue just made no sense to me. But he explains the whole entire thing. She's like, we got to tell the police. So he's like, no, we can't tell the police because they're going to go get married.
0: Yeah. And so... I think they go to um, where they're having their final ritual, which is like in the pool.
1: Because um, he's like, I got to call Mary to make sure she's OK.
0: Yeah. And then
1: they already had got Mary. Yes. They And they tell him to come to the pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's they like, they
0: have the rug set up. And <laughs> <to go. laughs> it's like
1: We just lit the candles. You need to get to the pool. Yeah,
0: you got to get down here, man. So then we have like the final standoff where we learn that the occult teacher has actually been in on this the whole time, because in her lecture at the very beginning, she said like, well, whenever there's great evil, there is always an equal good force to fight it. And so we find out that she is the good force that has been sent to stop
1: him. So so when they get there. They find out that's where they, he also sees the body of the principal. Well, you just see her feet laying and her torso is like off screen. Yeah. I think that the actress was probably gone off the set by that point.
0: <laughs> like and, Wizard of Oz type effect. Just uh, like a, some l- legs. a little bit. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> that's when we see the most rain. Just rain pouring down. Onto yeah. her legs. <laughs> like that sucks. But it's raining, guys. It's raining. But uh, then she like uses her crucifix mm-hmm. and he's like, Blah blah blah, that won't work. at your religion's right, mm-hmm. and um, he like snaps, and the two other guys they are like looking down towards their crotch, and then they look up all of a sudden, and they have white face paint on and um, black eye shadow, and they just talk really oh, deep. Oh yeah, yeah, because uh, when the when Luke was saying he has his powers, and she was fight holding up her crucifix, all of a sudden. His voice goes like
0: this. Yeah, it's like voice changer, yeah. like super deep voice. He's like,
1: you don't know my powers. I have all the powers. He like snaps his fingers. As it, he's also holding Mary again and with a knife to her throat. Yeah, by the way. Uh, and uh, the bullies, not bullies, uh, Skeetle Rich's friends look down at their crotches. They w- wake up. They look like zombies. He's like, oh no. They're like, what? You like the new look? I'm like, how do you know you look different? First
0: of all, there's no mirror. The magic. Because magic. he just knows, you know,
1: I, I got the power and now I am pale and have eyeshadow on. on. Um, I can just feel it. I look dead. <laughs> it's getting to my crease. It's, uh, it's getting to my eye creases. <laughs> feel it. Um, anyway, so they tried to attack him and he like socks him in the face real hard. Mm-hmm. One hit, they go down. These are shitty powers for the record. If that's. Dude,
0: like, like, I'm saying that the whole, like, this is the end of the movie. Yeah. This is the last, like, ten minutes of the movie, and we don't see them get any actual powers. Like, their powers, they get the voices like this. Yeah, they get punched in the face one time, and they're done. They just drop. It's like, wow,
1: Skeetor, you didn't need these powers. Ooh, think about how strong he would be if he had the powers. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be unstoppable.
0: Dude, like, even in Brotherhood 1, you know, there are vampires... And so their power is that, like, they can't die. You have kind of, like, an Allison's birthday situation. Uh, Oh, they transfer the souls. Yeah, he has to... The whole point is he has to transfer his body or his soul into a new body to keep living for another hundred years. And so, you know, you see when, like, he gets in a fight and he gets hit in the face with a baseball bat. And, like, it hurts him, but he's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, he feels pain, but he's, you know, any person... Getting a baseball bat that hard to the face would, you know, suffer some real consequences, maybe even die. But he's totally fine. And so it's like, yeah, you don't need any special effects or anything in the budget to demonstrate what their powers are. So it really bothered me that in Brotherhood 2, they don't do anything to demonstrate what these powers are. They could have just done some like telekinesis, something, something or like mind reading or, like, something you don't need. Some kind of, like, need.
1: persuasion, like, Jedi mind trick. Like, yeah. hypnosis sort of thing. All kinds of shit you could have fucking done, but... As
0: far as I'm concerned, the only powers that Luke has is getting people drunk and convincing them to do what they don't want to do. Right.
1: And it's like, you have to use alcohol still to do that.
0: Yeah. So, so it's like, he, his Jedi mind trick is just, like, lowering people's inhibitions with fucking alcohol. <laughs> he just gets out the rum and is like... You really want to have sex people. with me right now. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, what is his fucking powers? What is this all for?
1: So then he starts to approach Mary and Luke and with the with the teacher. And I remember how the teacher tackles them to the ground somehow.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And then they literally just disappear. <laughs> yeah. They 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 fade away. They disappeared to like another realm yeah. and uh, the powers are now gone and Mary is saved and his friends wake up. And literally says, why did you have to punch me in the face so hard, man? I'm like, um, you were going to murder him. You literally killed people. And now you're going to murder him as your friend is going to murder murder his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you're lucky he didn't toss your body into the pool. After he decked you in the face, when you're knocked out, you can just fucking drown. You Yeah. Fuck.
0: Yeah. It's like no, no real consequences to anything. It's. And uh, and then
1: he's like, I'm going to go do this and this and this, you know, and they're like, can we join you? He's like, I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Yeah. And then fucking roll credits. They
1: walk away, the four of them together. And then the credits roll. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 we got one dead student, one dead vice principal, two of those fucking students are the reasons those are murdered, and then you have a missing student and a missing teacher. Shit's gonna hit the fucking fan the next fucking morning. People find the vice principal's body, people are gonna find Duckface's body out in the fucking field someplace. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other, um, yeah, like it's just totally ridiculous that. Especially even when um, that first bully got killed, like when Luke killed him the day after the pool, (laughs) the fun time in the pool. Yeah. Um, It was just like Trini, I think, mentioned it in conversation. And like, that was it. There were no like ramifications. There was no investigation, nothing. Was that Luke's power? Like, you're able to kill people and then their bodies just like disappear and people don't care.
1: Maybe the bodies just disappear. Like, they, well, no, the principal was just chilling. They were getting rained on. Yeah,
0: I would believe that too if we didn't see the vice principal's body laying there with blood all over it dead. Like, so as far as I'm concerned, he doesn't actually have powers. And that just like pisses me off. It's like, look, I know you're working with a budget and like special effects. They cost money. They take time. But like, you're creative, David Dakota. Like, you can come up with this. Like, you did it in Brotherhood 1. We've seen it. You can make shit
1: fade away easily, I feel like. You know, I mean, they did that and they should have just done that more. But I'm just really perplexed at this ending. Like, what the fuck? Like, they just go about like nothing's gonna gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it was like they just hit the undo button and nothing happened. Are they gonna just
1: blame the teacher and Luke? Dude, I don't. I mean, at the same that would actually make sense. Who fucking knows where they're at? They're literally not on this earth anymore. They got dead bodies and two missing people. Like,
0: well, I think we know what's going on here. What's going to happen with the Blackcraft cult rug? Whoever is the first person to walk into the pool the next morning, they're going to be like, what the, the fuck, fuck happened here? <laughs>
1: they see a pentagram rug and they got five candles on it <laughs> and a dead body. There's daggers, I assume. I oh, don't yeah, think yeah. they took them with them. The tooth daggers are just with their fucking fingerprints all over them. <laughs> Dude. They're I, fucked.
0: Yeah. I, maybe... We have to watch the Brotherhood Three to find out. Isn't the Brotherhood Three about something totally different? Yes, I'm just joking. But yeah, I, I do want to watch Brotherhood Three now. I want to see like, did they did it? Did the series continue to get worse and degrade in quality, or did they recognize their mistakes and then come back from it? I really want to know. I want to find out. Oh, you know, what we
1: didn't mention is during the montage after they start their powers. You could tell they're all cool and bad now because they're wearing sunglasses. Oh,
0: yeah. I was going to say, like, I wrote in my notes, like, take a <laughs> shot every time there's a slow mo scene of them just walking,
1: walking like they're badasses yeah, with, with, with sun sunglasses, sunglasses, but they're on. still wearing their school uniforms and shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, every time they showed a close, I was like looking real close, like, uh, can I see the camera?
0: Yeah, you can kind of see like camera crew in
1: the sunglasses. But they framed all the shots very smart with doing that by all these shots with a sunglasses, where it could be a close up. It's all in crowded outdoor areas. Yeah. So when you see the cameraman, you can just assume, oh, that's just somebody else. Because you see, oh, like, oh, is
0: that just someone standing there? Yeah, so, because
1: you see other people standing there off on the side, you mm-hmm. see people walk around
0: smart yeah i'll give them that yeah and definitely the fact that it's on vhs helps their case for sure if we watch this on like blu-ray maybe <laughs> maybe not yeah. maybe not
1: you can actually see a scene now in um the original matrix if you watch it on the blu-ray you see like the camera lens in a bag that was in a reflection really they had that they hid it in a bag and they covered like a tie and some clothes and stuff um and on dvd you can't really make it out but if you watch it on blu-ray yeah you Dang. Can. but uh <laughs> And maybe only on the 4K Blu-ray, which has terrible color correction. Where, oh,
0: I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, it's not
1: even like green anymore. It's like,
0: what the fuck? It's like, that's the whole, that's the whole point. It's like the guy in charge was just like, man, why the fuck is it
1: green? I, dude, I think that's really what happened because like, maybe they didn't give him notes. Like, hey, everything's supposed to be green when they're in the Matrix. They're like,
0: hey, just color correct this movie. And he's, he's like, what like, the
1: fuck? Everything's goddamn fucking green. Gotta- he just
0: like lowers the green. <laughs> he's just like done.
1: <laughs> he's just he's watching he's like. Why the fuck? Oh, my God. This is so much
0: work. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <I> <laughs> like, this movie looks like shit. I can't believe it
1: won awards. What the fuck? <laughs> this is the best source they had? The film, The grade? Some, like, <laughs> zoomer who's never seen The Matrix. I mean. <laughs> His first job. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like... First job in color correction, fixing The Matrix yeah. for the 4K <laughs> release. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me one of my favorite films that I would like to get the 4K Blu-ray about... Uh, I'm assuming they're gonna do another revision of it. Yeah. I'm that happens out. all the time with movies that get re-released, though. Like they just uh, fuck it up. They fuck it up sometimes. Like the first Blu-ray release of um the fifth element was actually just the DVD upscaled.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> so
1: people were pissed. Um, but that's how come I've bought Robocop like four times.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> because
1: every time it's like, we've did another film scan, it's better now. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. You give my $25 again. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, that's the Brotherhood Two.
0: Did you? Would you recommend this movie?
1: It's okay. It's not quite campy enough to really laugh at and have fun with. It's not quite good where you're watching it and really enjoying it, but it's not so bad. I want to take the tape out and throw it into the dumpster.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would recommend Brotherhood 2. However, I would recommend Brotherhood 1. Yeah, I would say that, like, if you're into that kind of thing, watch Brotherhood 1. And if you like it and you want to see where it goes, maybe continue watching you like B-movies and you like just ridiculous schlock horror and maybe a little, you know, you like, Seeing guys shirtless with their dudes, shirts yeah. off, like this is the movie for you. You like shirtless dudes, like, yeah, absolutely. If you if that's all you need, yeah, you will get some enjoyment out
1: of this. Movie. I mean, here's my thing about like the whole entire like trope of like getting some TNA or shirtless dudes in your movies. We live in the internet age now. I could just hit control T, I could just pull the thing out of my phone, put my phone in my pocket. And just type shirtless dudes into Google. I mm-hmm. can just get as many shirtless dudes or women as I want, right? I don't need to watch a horror movie now to watch it. And like, as a teenager, yeah, I had to. Like, it was like, oh, right. N- nudity. Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, that's something that um, VHS, we talked about this in a previous episode, I think, where like, because porn wasn't as accessible as it is now, mm-hmm. you had a lot of. These scenes were like, yeah, in this movie, there's just this really drawn out, like kind of threesome. And you're like watching it now. You're like, this feels very like gratuitous and unnecessary. Why does this scene go on for so long that it's like, yeah, people actually had movies where like they would put these scenes in and then people would actually like keep note of when these scenes were in their tapes and they would fast yeah. forward to that specific part and like jerk off because if
1: it. you're a teenager, you don't have access to porn at the rate that we do now because
0: you can't buy porno tapes right. or magazines if you're under 18.
1: But you can go to the video store. They'll rent you, uh, you know, a horror movie which has a long sex scene in there. Yep, And it's like, cool. And you just you just got to make do <laughs> If fucks with your brain because you just saw someone get murdered and then someone gets murdered afterwards um eh, like what you like Uh, but uh
0: yeah that's that's how it is yep so uh yeah that kind of is something you don't see so much in movies anymore they kind of Cut down on that because it's just not necessary. Directors used to just throw bones to people and being like, hey, I know what you're going through. Here you go. Like,
1: it's just really implied now. Yeah. And like, that even started in like the late 90s, I want to say, because like if we look at like, you know, a good example, we're going back to Scream has the sex scene there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't see anything. We see the implication. We see a behind shot of Neve Campbell removing her shirt. Yeah. And then... We cut to another scene, something else that's happening in the other part of the plot. And then we get cut to them putting their clothes back on. And that's what we mostly see now mm-hmm. in New in Like, like
0: I know what they're doing. Yeah, it's like, we don't have to show this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Unless uh, they're just
1: like a raunchy comedy. Like, I'm sure they're still cranking up American Pie movies.
0: Oh, my God. I've, I sincerely hope not. As someone who... Was a band geek at the time, and yes, I was a flute player for nine years. I went to marching band every summer. How many times people would make stupid fucking American Pie jokes to me? And so I hate those movies with a passion, I mean, at least
1: now we have memes, because back then, well, that's what we had to do. We just had to re- we said this before. Back then, you just repeated quotes to each other.
0: Yeah, <laughs> those were your memes. It was just like, uh, you know. Anchorman quotes and <laughs> <fucking shit. laughs> Don't touch my drum set, whatever. Like
1: Vote for Pedro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Pedro. <laughs> I sincerely, sincerely hope that American Pie is not still going, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't.
1: Though the last film in the main American Pie franchise was American Reunion in 2012, there has since been a recent addition to the American Pie Presents spin off series called Girls' Rules in 2020. A fifth installment of the main franchise has
0: been rumored to begin filming soon, but luckily has not been confirmed. So, yeah, I would say David Dakota, I respect him. I do get some entertainment out of his work. After learning what I've learned researching this episode, I can confidently say that I will be watching more of his films and I support him as a creator.
1: I enjoy David Dakota films. A lot of his work I have seen and enjoyed. If you want some of this schlocky shirtless dude TNA, I would say skip Brotherhood 2 and watch Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper.
0: Yeah, I yeah, think so that, just like, get a
1: lot of the more of that
0: we just so happened to get a one of his less good movies on VHS, which is unfortunate, but there were plenty other good ones out there. I so. mean, D.B.
1: Cooper isn't a good movie, but it's just a lot of just shirtless dudes, with yeah. way <laughs> long drawn out shots. Yeah. So if that's <laughs> what you want out of your movie with minimal plot. Yeah, that's the one that's the one Go that I think it. is the most overt.
0: Yeah. Because Brotherhood 1 is like, you know, it's vampires. Vampires are sexy. Warlocks aren't really sexy. But, you know, the vampires, I feel like they, they explained all of, like, any questions you would have about the inner workings of that universe and their powers and whatever. Like, they do a good job explaining it. They even have an excuse for why all the guys are really attractive. Oh, yeah. So it's like... Yeah, I respect that. I I like Brotherhood 1. Because like if you're jumping
1: bodies and, you know.
0: And you want someone who is strong and and good looking. Yeah,
1: Yeah. like if I was transferring my soul into somebody to live in until I get old. Yeah, yeah, I would choose a young, attractive, strong person.
0: For sure. So it makes sense. Like Brotherhood 2, nothing, none of it adds up. I, I, I wouldn't think it was so bad if they weren't supposed to be like the outcasts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's
1: like it was like you're the
0: ugly kids in the school whoa yeah. whoa hey and the main actor was just not a good actor at all he's does not carry the role so i don't know i don't think it was a very good movie but i do want to watch more and i certainly will watch more yeah
1: i agree you think that does just about do it for this episode though
0: Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit our website, vhsaturday.com. Join our mailing list to subscribe to all updates VHS Saturday.
1: We have stickers merch available. If you want to get one, send us a DM on any of our social media platforms.
0: And we will see you next week. But until then, remember, be be kind, kind, rewind. rewind. We'll mm-hmm.